the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. everyone how was your christmas it was wonderful as Good. always yeah. i love christmas yeah a little downtime now though right we're gonna play some nice easy yeah. music it's right like the calm between the storms like right. we're in the eye of the storm right christmas eve and right. new year's eve it's kind of weird when it's in the middle of the week too mm-hmm. right no no one's doing anything right do we have oh, any business to talk about today carrie oh i'm sure we can oh boy i was gonna I say know. we'll be busy but you know what it is? Um, you know, this is uh, good morning, everyone. Listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. And this is kind of our New Year's show, mm-hmm. airing a little bit before New Year's. Um, not only the end of the year, Carrie, the end of a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't that, you know, you know, it's, boy, the decades go Time fast. Time goes by fast. Yeah, you know, so we'll reflect a little bit on the, the decade, right? And actually, you know, one-fifth of the 21st century is gone. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be wrong for the second fifth. Yeah, I, mean, I don't well, know. I mean, um, certainly not the third fifth, but I mean, wow. So do you believe that already? The I know, that's hard to get. one-fifth gone, 20 years. Wow. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we, You know, again, a lot... Um, you know, fashion your seatbelts for 2020, Carrie, right? Oh, you know, I think so, in many ways. In many, many ways, and not the least of which is the election, right? But but also, we've got a lot of calls, so I don't know, you're going to talk a little bit about the SECURE Act, right. Carrie? You know, we've got a lot, got a lot, a lot, of, lot of, calls. of calls. You know, the other thing, too, Carrie, um, you know, the tax extenders, it was all kind of wrapped up. Remember, the SECURE right. Act was wrapped up in tax extenders, and, you know... We'll be talking about this all year, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, and, and certainly you, I know you're going to announce the classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that, you know, with that, not only Secure Act, Harry, the tax extenders, the medical write off mm-hmm. did the 7.5% did. I know. That was extended. that was like my early Christmas present. I've been waiting <laughs> for that. <laughs> so, you know, if you've been listening to this show, you can always go back and catch our podcast. You know, for the last quarter of the year, Karen and I have been 
you know, shake, you know, scratching our heads saying, are they really going to not or really increase the, you know, we're talking about the medical expense threshold that you can write off medical expenses mm-hmm. if you're still itemizing using Schedule A. Right. And the threshold, uh, you had to get over 7.5% of income. That was what was expiring. Now, remember, it was going to expire a couple of years ago. Right. And Congress extended it mm-hmm. and kicked the can down the road. So it was going to expire uh, it was so for 2019 up until this extender package, it was going to go up to 10 percent, and it gives us a seven and a half for 2019 tax year and 2020, and, and goes back up to the 10 percent in 2021. So, I know, and I'm not going to talk about too much today, but I'm going to talk about the extenders and how this is a big, you know, it's a game, it's a shell game that our congressmen are playing. Right, you know that they they don't have enough votes to pass a permanent tax cut, but yet. They have enough votes so that yeah, they always extend them. Maybe the Congress is playing too many games. Kick the can, shell game. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about more of that. So we'll talk a little bit about the SECURE Act. Um, also, you know, again, reflect a little bit on, on the decade. Um, what else did I want to say? Um, well, Carrie, go ahead. You have something on the, what are the main points of the Secure Act? I know everybody's right. calling us. Well, before and, I do that, I want to remind people if yeah, you're tuning in for the first time, you're listening to Financial Food for Thought. And thank you for listening. If you're tuning in new or if you're a return listener, we are here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life. Hopefully make you more aware so that you make more informed and better choices or um, take the time to look at options and don't just assume things have to just uh, fall where they may. You know, you get a better result if you're more proactive and we help people whether they're working or already in their retirement years. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team and the estate planning team is a fee based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. That's been around in the Cleveland area more than 34 years, and certainly next week I can say 35. There you go. I think we can say 35 um, yeah. right now. Let's go ahead. Uh, and in the greater Cleveland area, and um, we're accredited and A-rated members of the of the Better Business Bureau and A-rated and Super Service Award winners on Angie's List. Um, the company, um, we again, we are known for customized, coordinated planning, but our planning options, our fees, we have hourly planning and comprehensive retainers for people who want a little bit of help or a lot of help and we offer a free no obligation consultation and as your new year's resolution you know there are studies after studies you can find all over the internet about having a detailed written financial plan those are people who have clarity know what they need to do don't worry about the what-ifs because they have those contingencies or a plan to address those what-ifs and they know what they can afford to spend how to create the income they need as tax efficiently as possible know when they can realistically afford to retire what they can spend without running out of money and that's a good new year's resolution um so certainly if you want a free consultation which we can do by phone or in person you're also welcome to come out to our planning classes that we have scheduled in january it's not too early to register they're free to attend that we do ask you you register ahead of time we have a workbook included right and and of course we'll we'll be talking a lot about the secure act at our uh classes coming up because now and and you know, we're going to talk a little bit about today, but we'll have a lot more of that by the time we get the classes because, we'll mm-hmm. you know, now that we know it's a done deal. Right. And the first class is January 22nd at 3 o'clock in Middleburg Heights. It's the IRA 
tax qualified asset and Roth planning class if you're 59 and a half or older or 70 and a half or older and or now should I say 72 and have IRAs company plans or similar about. assets right we're going to talk about rules costly mistakes and misconceptions strategies to minimize the tax impact we're going to talk about Roth contributions versus Roth conversion rules and how the secure act impacts owners of these assets then on January 28th at six o'clock is our retirement class for retirees and people getting closer to their retirement talking about issues that impact your lifestyle and long-term financial stability and you can go online to financialfoodforthought.com or give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. And yeah, I, we already had calls as soon as, you know, was it Monday of last week, people calling about this SECURE Act. And especially with regard to the rule of 70 and a half and ex, um, extending it to, you don't have to take the minimum required distribution to 72. So we have a lot of clients where we did year in planning and they're saying, now that's going to change my plan, which if you've listened to the last two shows, that's what we're going to address for people that are affected in maintenance planning. Right. So now the, the rule does not grandfather you though. So we mm-hmm. had, we had uh, the mostly who was calling cause that's a confusing part is what a lot of our calls were from people who it just turned 70 and a half. In mm-hmm. other words, so the, the new law only affects you if you don't turn 70 and a half till after January 1st of 2020. So if you've already turned 70 and a half, or let's say you were 71, okay, mm-hmm. you still follow the old rule. Mm-hmm. You don't disrupt your plan required minimum distributions. So it affects, the new law affects those who are turning age 70 and a half after January 1st of 2020. Mm-hmm. So that was a big question we had. So certainly that will change for people who aren't yet 70 half or we're going to be 70 and a half in 2020. Certainly that opens up the window for Roth conversion, IRA distribution planning. Um, and then the other big question we had a calls a few people on the stretch IRA. Right. And if you have a lot of money in these IRAs, which if you are wondering about anything we're talking about, make sure you come to that IRA class because we're going to get a lot more detail on right. that one. Now, Carrie, we've been talking on this radio radio show for decades, right, about, you know, the government never promised you or said that IRAs were a good re- uh, passage asset to your non-spouse children, mm-hmm. your, your non-spouse beneficiaries, right. your children or other heirs. They never said that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where along the way that Americans, taxpayers, got this idea that the best thing that they could do with their IRAs is never take out more than the required minimum and pass the balance to their kids. Mm. That wasn't the plan. It, it might be the government's plan. It might be in the government's best well, interest. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it was the government never said this is a great passage asset. They said this was a way for you to save taxes while you're working to put away to spend, have money to spend in retirement. Right. They never said IRAs were a great passage asset to your kids. Now. When the stretch IRA, and that's no magic type of IRA, it's just the, the, the IRS rules that Congress passes. Remember, don't blame the IRS. You know, it's mm-hmm. the congressman who passed laws, including midnight transactions, at the, you know, right before the end of a, 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 a spending cap. Right. You know, and, and the idea is, you know, the stretch was just saying that a non-spouse beneficiary 
uh, would have to take a required minimum, but they could stretch it over their single life expectancy. So if a 65-year-old was inheriting mom's IRA, they may have 20, 25 years of life expectancy to stretch that out. Mm -hmm. If grandma left her IRA to a grandchild, a a 21-year-old grandchild, they had a long life expectancy Mm -hmm. left, right? So that was, the the term became stretch IRA. Now, I think the investment advisors, remember, we don't manage assets uh, for our clients. That's not what we do at the estate planning team. But I really believe that the investment advisory world really jumped on the stretch IRA, you know, because they're the ones that really promoted it and kind of told everyone, oh, the best thing is just do your required minimum and have the kids stretch it out. Well, I wonder why they never wanted anyone taking out more than the required Mm. minimum. Hmm. Sometimes you got to, you know, look to see, you know, where the other your advisor is, is sitting. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, depending on where they stand on a particular topic. So so now the new law. So they had to find a way to pay for this secure act. Well, the way one of the ways they're going to pay for it is that their stretch IRA is going to be eliminated. OK. And so now the non-spouse beneficiary is going to have to get the IRA distributed over 10 years. Mm-hmm. OK. Now, there are some exceptions to the rule. Carrie, did you have the exceptions there? It was now. um It says the new um, generally requires any any beneficiary who is more than 10 years younger than the account owner to liquidate within 10 years. But they're saying unless the beneficiary obviously is a spouse, a disabled or chronically ill individual or minor child. Right. So, again, so some of the exceptions, obviously a spouse is an exception. Right. Okay. So spouses still get the the spousal rollover option, Mm -hmm. right? Um, or if they take a, a, another option, they don't have to get it out in 10 years. Minor children, minors, you know, right. in other words, pr- earlier than 18. So they don't, their 10 year clock doesn't start until they turn 18. Now we assume they'll still have a required minimum, but it'll be based as it was under the current law, you know, under their single life expectancy. Mm-hmm. Team. Then once they turn 18, I believe that's when the 10 year clock starts ticking. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other weird one is that, if you're a non-spouse beneficiary who was less than 10 years younger than the decedent, mm-hmm. okay, they're exempted from the 10-year right. rule, okay? And then the other one is for the chronically ill or disabled, okay? So there are some exceptions. Well, and they even say by shortening it, that's going to create more, they're thinking the amount of money that's in IRAs or tax-qualified assets at passage is... That should generate a lot of tax dollars. Another big one uh, that affects mostly our listeners. In other words, if you're a younger worker, let's say you're working for a company that doesn't offer a 401k plan, you may now be offered that because of the they're going to allow the smaller companies, you know, multiple employer plans or MEPS, mm-hmm. we call them, right, where they can, you know, consolidate with other small companies to reduce the administrative costs so they could all offer 401k. So they want a lot more people. Um, but the other one is the, uh, the the contribution limitation for IRAs. So under the current law, if you're still working, but over the age 70 and a half, you can no longer contribute to an IRA okay. or a, you know, a Roth IRA. All right. Um, now. If well, well, I you know, in other words, you, you in other words, if you're seven and a half, you you can't contribute to a IRA. You can still contribute to, to a, a Roth four, IRA. Okay. Okay. So yeah, well, if you're still working for the company and you, you have four hundred one k, so that. But so so under the current law, again, if you've attained age seven and a half, you can no longer contribute to a 
traditional IRA, but you can contribute to a Roth IRA. The logic there was the idea that the since the Roth IRA didn't have a required minimum, there was no restriction that you couldn't continue to fund it as long as you have earned income. Under the new law, that restriction for traditional IRAs is lifted. So now, it, as long as you're working beyond age 70 and a half and have that type of earned income, you can still contribute right. to a traditional IRA. So that's, you know, changing. Now, I was hoping when they changed it to age 72, they would just do it in the calendar year, but it's still leaving that April 1st following the year you obtained age 72. So I think it would have just been simpler while they were looking at it anyway to just change it in the calendar year. December 31st, you know, in the calendar year would be much easier for people to remember. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. So and and we'll certainly be talking about this SECURE Act all throughout 2020. Um, All our classes throughout the year, I'm sure we'll be fielding lots of questions about it. Mm. And, you know, we'll we'll. And we'll see, you know, now, do you have to run out and do anything starting January 1st? No. Well, and that's where we got some calls, too, saying, oh, my gosh. I'm like, when part of maintenance and what we look at every year is opportunities. And this could be an opportunity for a lot of people. And we're going to look at it the pl- in the planning mm-hmm. process. And, and basically, our, you know, our clients, we talked to them about taking, you know, IRA distribution planning way before they turned age 70. You know, in other words, and so now again, we'll, we'll, that's even more important right now. Don't wait till age 70 to start learning the required minimum distribution or 72. rules. <laughs> <laughs> or 72. So, um, so we'll be talking a lot about that. Um, and again, if you want to come to classes here, I know you're going to announce the right. classes. You can always come in for a free consultation. So if you do have a, um, you know, if you are just ready to do something with your required minimum starting in January and now you're not so fur, you know, sure. Okay. I don't think it, you have to do anything. I don't think it's pressing, but right. if you do have a pressing issue, give us a call. Or if you have a cash flow issue, maybe you do want to take it. Right. Um, and then we can help you out there. Right. And we do, as Mark said, offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation, which we can do by phone or in person. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights, and we have locations around the greater Cleveland area. We are also, don't forget to come out to our free educational classes. These are updated. We're going to incorporate the SECURE Act and how they impact the different topics. January 22nd at 3 o'clock is the IRA and Tax Qualified Asset Planning class, and that's in Middleburg Heights. There's a great new workbook we'll be working to get updated um, and handouts as well, and we do ask that you pre-register. Seating is limited. And then on January 28th at 6 o'clock, also in Middleburg Heights, is our class for retirees and people nearing retirement, concerned about issues that impact your lifestyle, rising health care costs, inflation, future taxes, market volatility, and other financial disruptors, and how they impact when you can afford to retire or if you're in retirement, what you can spend without running out of money, other financial disruptors, issues like Uh, timing of Social Security, and much more. And also we're going to talk about the class, which I don't know why I forgot to mention, retirement rules that you often hear about that are misused and misunderstood, and uh, much more. And that's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at Financial foodforthought.com. All right. This is Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over, can I say it, Carrie? 35, 35 yeah. years. Um, and we do it one plan, one family at a time. 
And certainly we've, uh, you know, the whole point about new tax law, right, changes that we say are beyond your control, you look for the opportunities in a very complicated tax code. And also, you know, you coordinate your advisors. So, you know, everybody is on the same page. Um, so we'll we'll see how quickly um, the invest you know the custodians of all the qualified plans you know get out their new instructions for the you know new rules and and how they adapt you know and how they're going to start tracking um, you know how they're going to have to you know uh, you know somehow they're you know the, the it's just more it's getting more complicated. I guess what I'm saying, Carrie. In mm-hmm. other words, the the tax code's not getting simpler. It's getting more right. complicated. So now there's all these exceptions to the ten year rule and, and Which who, can you get know. you in trouble if you don't understand <clears throat> or you're right. a couple other things, um Carrie she was talking about complications. You know, we had the new ten forty last year. Carrie, remember the other thing I said I you know, I early in the year I said you know, when we saw the tax and I said, I can't I don't understand why the government collapsed the, you know, the way the new 1040 ended up, you know, where now we're, we're one time, you know, the annuities and pensions were on one line right. of the tax return and the IRA distributions were on another. Nobody liked it. No CPA, no, no tax no. preparer. No it's client. out the window, Carrie. Yay. Yeah. The, the, obviously, they know that was a mistake now. So they're going back to double lining it. They should triple line it, in my opinion. Right. Especially now that there's so many more annuities that are going to be used in retirement planning because that's part of the SECURE Act is that annuities are going to be in, are going to appear in your 401ks. Right. You know, but, you know, whatever. Um, you know, the idea is so that they are going, that's now going to be on separate lines again. So we have IRAs on one line and, you know, pensions and annuities on another line. That's coming back. Um, the new six schedules, remember, that was a joke. They, oh, yeah. they, they're getting rid of a couple of those. They're condensing those. Um, that's going to be, which they're also they sh- putting the other one that, that confused a lot in the beginning, which is, I know, driving us crazy, was trying to find the capital gains. Mm-hmm. Remember, that used to always be on page one of your tax right. return. Not on the new, you know, uh, it was buried on schedule one of the new t- uh, tax return. No, capital gains is going to be back on page one, Carrie. So, oh, good. Uh, so, those are some of the, the changes. Um, so a new decade, right, Carrie? Can you believe it or not? So, mm-hmm. um, how about the stock market? What's the stock market done over the decades? Um, and like we could look at, you know, you know where where we were, you know, at twenty nineteen or where we are in right. twenty nineteen versus where we were in two thousand nine, right? Okay. So remember, this year is an incredible year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Don't look now, Carrie. What? But you know, the Dow Jones is over twenty percent return. Wow. Uh, the Nasdaq, oh, what thirty five percent return? You know, the the S and P close to thirty percent. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Double digit returns, right? Um, well, where were we ten years ago? Do you remember, Carrie, in two thousand nine? Hmm. No, the Dow Jones was up eighteen point eight percent. The Nasdaq was up forty three point nine percent, and the S and P was up twenty three point four percent. Hmm. It just happens again, right? Hmm. Um, how about nineteen ninety nine? Okay, you know, let's go back twenty years oh, you know, to the beginning of the the new century, right? Do you remember how we ended up in twenty? Or I'm sorry, 1999. Okay. Okay. The Dow Jones was up 25.2 percent. Hmm. The Nasdaq was up 85.6 percent. Hmm. And the S and P was up 19.5 percent. Hmm. Hmm. Now that was the irrational exuberance, right? Right. Um, but it's interesting because you could say, well, 
you know, it, you know, when, what's going to happen next, you know? So it, it, so, but typically when the major indices do double digit types of returns, let's say 20%, let's say okay. super returns, right? 20% or more, the next year is usually pretty darn good. Okay. Okay. For the S and P five hundred, um, the the you know the long term trend of the uh, return after the year that the S and P did a twenty percent or better, um, the second year af- or the year after that, it's it's eleven up eleven point two percent, another okay. double digit year. Okay. The Dow Jones. Okay. Um, when you look at um, if you if the Dow Jones finishes a year up twenty percent, how did it do typically in the year after? Up about eight point nine percent. Okay, just short of double digit. Um, how about the Nasdaq? You know, Nasdaq's up over thirty percent. How is the net when the Nasdaq's up over thirty percent a year? How did it do the following year historically? Okay, average about fourteen point two percent. So I good guess, things to come I in twenty twenty. You know, Santa Claus rally maybe. Um, Okay. Um, no recession in sight. Now, you know, again, it didn't happen in 2000. Though. Remember the irrational exuberance in 1999. Right. Because uh, 2000, we had one of those, you know, big uh, stock market crashes. But it's right? different this time, when right? The tech bubble burst. But, you know, and then we, and again, you know, so, so far, so what's happening in this decade? Well, you know, again, the, the, when you look at the annualized averages over the, you know, not only the last decade, you know, you know, because remember the last decade now, Carrie, or the last 10 years is after the Great Recession. Right. right. Remember, in the first 10 years, you had two major, you know, stock market crashes and, the, you know, one being the Great Recession. The other one was the tech bubble burst in 2000. So, you know, but even in that, you know, you know over the 20 years, it includes that lost decade. Right. Um, still the, uh, you know, you're looking at six to 7% annualized returns, you know, even with the 10 10 year, uh, lost decade. So, um, you know, it, it, you know, again, it can, you know, can it, so the question is, could we have another lost decade? Um, will we ever have another recession? Hmm. Um, you know, so we talked about here at the end of the year, it looks like the Federal Reserve has successfully maneuvered us off landing. All right. Um, consumer uh, spending is up, right? Christmas right. sales up. What did Am- Amazon had? What? Five million new prime. Jeez. I mean, you know, wow. That's a hundred and twenty bucks a clip for an annual subscription. Jeez. Um, mm. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, how about baby names, Gary? Okay. I don't look at those anymore. I'm Never say never, Carrie. Yeah, no. <laughs> um I had those. What did I do with them? I had my baby names. Uh, for twenty nineteen the top ones? Uh Kara, give the give the address out. I'm gonna look for my baby names. Oh, okay. I was gonna say while well, Mark looks for the baby names. Um remember to sign up for our free educational classes. You can go online to financialfoodforthought.com. You can sign up for the newsletter, which I did blast out the end of um, the week, right after Christmas, the Secure Act, and Secure Act. Just a summary that highlights some of the changes that may impact you. You can check out our podcast as well. Uh, sign up for the classes or contact us for a free consultation at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So, yeah. So the most popular baby, baby names over the last decade, Carrie, right? Okay. I'm just going to do the top 10 real fast here, starting with the girls. 
Okay. Okay. So number 10, Charlotte and Elijah. Okay. Those are older names. Okay. Number nine, Madison and James. Oh, James is never, probably always on the list, right? Right. Number eight, Emily and um, Alexander. Hmm. Okay. Number seven, Abigail and Michael. Okay. I've got a Michael. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, and so these are the most popular baby names over the last decade. You know, as we round into a new decade here. Number six, Mia. Do you know any Mias, Carrie? Mm-mm. No, I don't. And Ethan. Okay. You know some Ethans, don't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think some of my younger ones, friends. Okay. Uh, number five. We were going to top five. Ava. I don't know. A-V-A. I mean, my daughter's friends, yeah, or okay. people from school. William. You know, Bill. Okay, so William's always a popular one. No, lots of Williams. Number four, Isabella. Okay. And Mason. Okay. okay. Number three, Olivia and Jacob. Okay. Wow, another biblical name. Yeah. Olivia and Jacob. Okay. Olivia, beautiful name. I don't know if I know any Olivias. Do you? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and these are the top baby names of the last decade. Number hmm. two, Sophia and Liam. Okay. Um, and the number one, any guesses, Karen? No. For girls, it's Emma. Okay. And for boys, it's Noah. Huh. And now, when I no. picked, my oldest is named <laughs> Noah, um, and he's 20. But when Noah was, like, when I picked that name, nobody, it wasn't even in the top 100. Which is kind of how we picked our names, like not one in a con, and like the biblical. So, and that's because Noah's now is twenty. Twenty, so right. the last, so you were ahead of the curve. Kate. Yeah, you started it all. That's right. Yeah, yeah I, I purposely would pick are, names that, that shock, were. It shocks me that Noah's the number one uh, boy's too, name yeah, in because, the last decade. Because I don't, I never, he never, like in his class, there were no other. Rarely was I think maybe once ever in the twelve grades of school was did, was there ever another Noah. That he ran into? Um, how about the Cleveland Browns? Okay. Let's talk about them over the last decade, the last 20 years, okay? See how they've been doing, right? Um, so let's see. So right now, they're 6-9, and nine, you know, with Baker Mayfield, a first-round draft pick at quarterback, and Freddie Kitchens um, as coach. So, Kerry, who, who was quarterback and coach 10 years ago in 2009? Does anybody no remember? What was their record? They had so many changes. Um, uh, not, well, they haven't made much progress in 10 years. Their <laughs> no. 2009 record was 5-11. and 11. Ooh. Brady Quinn, another first-round draft pick right. as quarterback. Where is he these days? And Eric Mangini was head coach. Okay. He had a two-year stint with the Cleveland Browns. Okay. How about 1999? Certainly they were doing better back then, right, Kerry? Mm, well, know. actually, they were 2-14. and 14. In 1999, okay? It was their first year back after the move, right? Mm -hmm. Tim Couch, another first-round QB draft pick. Not sure he did really well in the NFL. And Chris Palmer. Do you remember Chris Palmer, head coach, Gary? No. He he managed to do two years, but uh, gone. Once I said, everybody was so short-term, nobody really had a chance to develop. So the question is, will Freddie Kitchens even get to two years? I don't know. So the Browns haven't done much over the last twenty years. No. Um, the uh, so we'll talk. Um, you know, one of the things. How about gas prices, Gary? So how's the price of gas doing over the last? I don't think. I was going to say I don't think the price of gas is too bad right now, especially what I'm is always, it about two thirty, two fifty. Yeah, especially when you saw. Do you? I remember when it was. 
Well, here, do you remember what it was in 2009? Was it the four almost four dollars? Two dollars and thirty five cents. Okay, I know, but there <laughs> okay, was. So I remember when, when, when it got inflation up inflation adjusted two fifty eight. It hasn't moved in ten okay. years. How about nineteen ninety nine? Oh, geez, a dollar seventeen. Okay, a gallon or annualized oh, or with inflation about a buck sixty. So it has come up since nineteen ninety nine. It's done nothing in the last ten years. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that of all the, you know, all the complaints about rising gas prices, does it really ever materialize? No. And I think the $4 a gallon was short lived. I mean, um, yeah, it's it, because Americans will scream. Oh if, yeah. If, when if, you have to, if, when it costs, it goes up the four, it's like a gallon of milk. You know, Americans won't pay $4 for a gallon of gas or a gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll call their congressman. Um, you know, and kind of go from there. Um, so you're going out for New Year's Eve, Carrie? No, we never do. The um, Are your millennials? Well, your kids aren't millennials, right? No, they're, they're I, the, I don't know. Usually generation. they go to friends or have friends over. So how much are the malicious millennials willing to spend on a night out on New Year's Eve, Carrie? I don't know. Any guesses? And I guess I'd this say is a couple this, hundred bucks. Carrie, you're right on, Carrie. Um, man, that was a good guess. Um, two hundred twenty-eight bucks. Okay. Now I guess that's for individual because it doesn't reference a couple because a lot of millennials aren't married yet. So uh, I don't know. Is that a lot? Do were you spending two hundred twenty-eight bucks when never when you went out uh, for no, New Year's Eve? Never. I'm I'm frugal, so no. Okay. Um, no, because even if I went to a nice dinner, I wouldn't spend that. Eventbrite, you've heard of them, right? Oh yeah. They're the ones who did the poll. Um, and even though millennials are known to spend less than previous generations, well, I don't know about that. The amount they're willing to put towards a New Year's Eve outing is about $42 more than the average amount Americans as a whole say they're willing hmm. to spend. So the rest of us say, ah, we'll go 185 bucks. Okay. But, but millennials say, no, we're going to go to the 228. Um, let's see what else they say here. Nearly 70% of millennials reported that 2019 was more stressful than years prior. The millennials are stressed out, Carrie. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's how now during finals week, you know, most some schools probably, have coloring yeah. books because life's stressful and the blowing bubbles and counselors. And and there must be stressed out on how they're going to spend <laughs> the $228. I, mean, I don't really, know how I would even do that. I was going to say alcohol. Um, so, you know, we'll talk, so we'll see how that goes. Um One of the big stories of the last decade, Carrie, is health care, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, I think it's one of the biggest stories of the decade. Okay. Because remember, the, 10 years ago, Christmas Eve, is when they passed the Affordable Health Care Act, right? Or the one they didn't read? Better known as Obamacare, <laughs> right? And remember, it was the Christmas Eve vote. Remember, they did it on Christmas Eve, and mm-hmm. they all went home, right? That's why they didn't want to read it. They all wanted to get home. And, and you know, it already passed in the House, obviously, right? right? But it was the Senate that they had the 60 votes, right? They had the supermajority. So, and, you know, the Democrats did, you know, because mm-hmm. no Republicans voted for it, right? Um, but the Democrats, you know, and then you could say, well, you know, that's why a lot of people are saying, well, why did it take so long for them to, you know, 
pass it because they had all the votes. Well, whatever, it did. But they got it done on Christmas Eve. And remember, they were getting under the gun because remember, Ted Kennedy, who was the 60th vote, died, right, in August of 2009. Oh, geez. But he hadn't been replaced yet, right? So, you know, so or in other words, a permanent replacement. Remember, so they still had the 60 votes. Then what happened was, you know, Scott Brown eventually won that seat, the Republican. That ended the supermajority. That's why Obama and the rest of the House and the Senate Democrats couldn't get anything more done because they lost that, right. you know, supermajority vote. Um, you know, so then um, and then, you know, and then in 2010, you know, the midterms turned everything around because then the uh, the GOP got back into power. Right. And then they wanted over, then they, their whole campaign, right, was to uh, get it repealed, right? Mm-hmm. They never could get it repealed. No. Right? Um, and remember, they, it went to the Supreme Court, and then remember John Roberts found rational for right. keeping and he, and, you know, keeping it going. Um, and then in 2014, remember, you had the rollout of the health care exchanges, right? Right. And how, remember how the failure that was? Remember yeah, how those? many companies jumped ship on that? You know, and and the and the, all the, the 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 website, you know, bombing out, and and nobody mm-hmm. remember that. Oh, it was, it was a complete mess. Remember, and the government got a lot of flack for that. Um, then you know, Trump wins in 2016, and he spent basically his whole first year concentrating Trying on to. repealing Obamacare, right. right? And he came awfully close. Yeah, one vote short. Remember when John McCain in July of 2017 voted. You know, not to repeal it, and um, he he didn't make you know he, he made an enemy of Trump from that day forward, right? Um, but now it's it's you know this much into it, um, you know about halfway into it, you know that this decade carried Americans started to like it, right? Um, it was taking root. This is why I'm saying I think Obamacare is here to stay. Affordable Health Care Act. You know, I don't think it's I think it's rooted now. People like, you know, Americans like the idea of kids being able to stay on to age 26. Mm-hmm. They like the idea where there are no preconditioned um, pre-existing. pre-existing. What did I say? Pre-existing conditions. Pre-existing conditions. OK. Um, well, I think it's so it's going to be impossible to find an alternative. I mean, it, it's I don't know. It's too complicated. OK. Um now the um, now I'm not saying that the GOP has stopped its attack against the uh, or you know Trump's administration. Um, remember they wanted to, you know remember Medicaid expansion was all part of that, but remember not all the states did Medicaid expansion. Remember John Kasich did he did elect mm-hmm. for Ohio the Medicaid expansion, but a lot of the other states didn't, and that was a big thing. And then you know Trump and his administration. They're trying to, you know, implement Medicaid work requirements, you know, and some of those things. Um, the, uh, you know, and they're still trying to, you know, overcome it. But I don't, I haven't heard much of Trump's, you know, 2020 campaign about, you know, what his replacement is. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the decade, how are we doing with health care, right? Well, millions more have health insurance, Okay. Um, with the uninsured rate at near its historic low, okay, um, but 
you know, tens of millions, you know, still lack it, you know. Um, and a lot of people are saying their premiums, you know, the you know the 160 million Americans who are covered through work employer mm-hmm. plans, they're saying, hey, the premiums out of pocket costs are just skyrocketing, right? Right. Okay. Um, you know, so you know, again, it's always it's the old saying, right? You know, the U- U.S. has the best health care in the world. Unfortunately, it's also the most expensive, right? Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, we've also found, you know, that the healthcare has a very powerful lobby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's one of the reasons why so I... So the drug companies, you think? Well, I, I'll, <laughs> throw, I'll throw them it, into yeah. the same group. Okay. Um, the healthcare industry. And I think, you know, that's what's going to also thwart these um, Democratic presidential candidates who are, you know, saying, oh, don't, you know, Medicare for all is, you know, I'll get that done. Mm-hmm. No, they're not going to get that done. Okay. No. Um, first of all, they don't have the supermajority in the Senate, more or less the majority in the Senate. Um, and secondly, you know, when the, when the lobbyists, you know, start working on them, thing, you know, and, and even in this, um, you know, and we're talking about this, these extender packages and this, you, right. know, you know, the spending bill, the the one point four trillion dollars spending bill, you know, and the, um, you know, and and has secure agnostics. They're also, you know, the, the it was like the drug companies got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, you know, they're they're calling it the no special interest left behind bill of twenty nineteen. <laughs> The, uh, you know, so what what did the healthcare what what the healthcare industry lobbyists what were they able to obtain in this you know midnight deal the right. spending bill well um, there was going to be a surprise medical billing law enacted Mm-mm, that shelved okay um, the medical device tax remember that was part of the original right. okay. mm, no that's you know that tax has been repealed okay they just said that we're done with that it's never going right. to happen. Okay, the Cadillac tax. Remember, they were gonna to oh, help yeah. pay for Obamacare. They were gonna tax the the employers who gave high, you know, you know, uh, premium, you know, these Cadillac plans. Right. Remember, they were supposed to be repealed. Mm-mm. Glad they didn't. No, that tax is repealed. Okay, that's gone. No more discussion there. Um, uh, a health insurance tax was supposed to be enacted. That's been, um, you know, repealed. Um, the bipartisan drug pricing bill that was supposed right. to be enacted, that's been shelved, Gary. Hmm. Okay. They'll um, deal with it later. So, and support for all these, and the, the cost of that list I just gave you yeah. is about, you know, $375 billion over 10 years. Um, I don't know if the stretch IRAs are going to cover that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the change. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, so, and and really the support... Virtually from every corner of Congress, you know, Democratic, mm-hmm. White House, Republican, the, you know, it's a big lobby. Um, an example, Carrie, of, you know, the the lobbies, they're good at getting, you know, just a couple sentences in. 17 words matters in, you know, okay. in a 1,500-word, you know, bill, right? Okay. Um, page, 1,500 pages, I should say. So this this uh, this you know this spending bill, fifteen hundred yeah. pages, seventeen words matter, Carrie, in the okay. fifteen hundred pages. Okay, uh, chemically synthesized polypeptides. Pe- polypeptides. Po- yeah, what are polypeptides? I can't remember, but okay. Um, 
So, you know, because they the 17 words written and tucked into this bill um, separates chemically synthesized polypeptides from regular small molecule drugs. Okay. Okay. That's going to give billions and billions of profits hmm. to the drug industry. They don't um, already have billions of profits. Okay. So... You know, it's a very strong lobby. Um, you know, America, I think, is, you know, already the the, the Affordable Health Care roots are in. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to change. Um, All right. Well, if you want to know how these things may impact you and how you're doing planning for your financial future and will you have enough or can you spend more on discretionary and do the things you'd like to do or retire earlier than planned, you can always schedule a free consultation. Start the new year off right. And we offer the free consultation. It's very different than other advisors. We actually, you know, talk about how we can help. And if even if we can help you, if we can't help you, we'll let you know and point you in another direction. At least we try to be, be as helpful as we can to anyone who contacts us. But not everyone needs or can benefit from our services. Although people ask, planning can benefit the states of many different sizes. And again, take advantage of a free consultation. We can do it by phone or in person or come out to our free educational classes in January. Details are at financialfoodforthought.com, or you can give us a call at 440-239-2090, or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's 440-239-2090, or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Are you going out New Year's Eve? No, I don't think so. Um, No, I think we'll... I don't go out too much anymore. I just try to... Sometimes I drive my kids around. (laughs) Uber dad. You know, it's also a time of year we think about those who we lost. Mm -hmm. Not only from our personal family, but who are some of the notable passings during the year? Hmm. Carol Channing. Okay. Okay. Um, Jan Michael Vincent. Peter Tork, one of the monkeys. Okay. Luke Perry, you know, of course, Mm -hmm. he was done. He was young. 52, strong. Doris Day. Okay. 97. Wow. I was listening on Christmas Day. We had the music going, man. She had an amazing voice. She had, yeah. The she old had, classic. She had a lot of we were playing the last classic, yeah, classic Christmas songs. Uh, I am Pay. Remember the, the, the Bart Starr talking about football? Um, Gloria Vanderbilt. Oh, that's all right. Lee Iacocca. You know, mm-hmm. you know he, he left his, you know, mark on financial mm-hmm. industry. Two rips, Carrie. Can you name them? No. Rip Torn and Rip Taylor. Oh, geez. Valerie Harper, remember her? Yeah. Harry Taylor Marshall. T-Bone Pickens. Okay, another business icon. Cokie Roberts. Ginger Baker. Okay, the great drummer, Carrie. Okay. You looked at me like you didn't know who he was. No, I really (laughs) (laughs) didn't. I'm shocked. She said drummer. I knew you lost me. Yeah. So if you lost somebody during the year, that's, you know, you know, I'm sure you're remembering them. I've lost some people in my family. Carrie, did you lose mm-hmm. anyone? No, no. Thankfully. Okay. All right. Well, schedule a free consultation with the estate planning team. We've been around now more than 35 years helping people solve problems and save money and use opportunities and avoid traps. And again, take advantage of the consultation or come out to our free educational classes in January on IRA, 
a tax-qualified asset and Roth planning, and the retirement planning class. Again, you can get details at financialfoodforthought.com or give us a call at 440-239-2090, and we'll give you a call back if you're leaving a message on Monday morning. All right. The other thing, you know, we mentioned that I think healthcare is going to be one of the big stories of the mm-hmm. decade. But, you know, Carrie, what I think, certainly that'll continue to the next decade. But with all the healthcare talk, there, I didn't think there was much talk about long term care. No. And, and that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And it's going to be. Well, I was going to say it's a problem now, but it's going to be a. Enormous problem down the road. Right. I mean, just the numbers are staggering. You know, you know, it's ten thousand a day turning sixty-five. Carry. You know, the oldest ones now are, are turning what seventy-three. In another twelve years, are going to be turning eighty-five. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's a time when most people need to go in, need to some type of assisted uh, care or long-term mm-hmm. care. Let's say two thousand don't make it. Let's say there's eight thousand. You know, the statistics say that seventy percent of us are going to need that type of care. What well, mm-hmm. so you eight thousand? Seventy percent. That's fifty-six hundred a day starting to check into a. a nursing or long-term care facility or assisted living, you know, uh, 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 over a year, that's 2044000 a year for 19 straight years. Jeez. That's hard. Uh, one. Where are they going to put us? Where are they going to put them and who's going to take care of them? And who's going to pay for it? Because they're already shorthanded. I mean, it's a. No. But, you know, hospice. Those are great workers. Right? And, and oh, remember, they're amazing. Remember Matthew Kelly, right? He wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the book, he, he gave um, testimony of what some of the hospice nurses about deathbed wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you're, if you're making, the name of the book, uh, Carrie, if you're looking for it, you can find this. The name of the book was um, Resisting Happiness. It was published in 2016. And so if, if you're making your New Year's resolutions, maybe you want to listen to some people on their deathbed about what they wished mm-hmm. they had done. I wish I had the courage to just be myself. I wish I had spent more time with the people I love. I wish I had made spirituality more of a priority. I wish I hadn't spent so much time working. I wish I had discovered my purpose earlier. I wish I had learned to express my feelings more. I wish I hadn't spent so much time worrying about things that never happened. I wish I had taken more risks. I wish I had cared less about what other people thought. I wish I had realized earlier that happiness is a choice. I wish I had loved more. I wish I had taken better care of myself. I wish I had been a better spouse. I wish I had paid less attention to other people's expectations. I wish I had quit my job and found something I really enjoyed doing. I wish I had stayed in touch with old friends. I wish I had spoken my mind more. I wish I hadn't spent so much time chasing the wrong things. I wish I had more children. I wish I had touched more lives. I wish I had thought about life's big questions earlier. I wish I had traveled more. I wish I had lived more in the moment. 
I wish I had pursued more of my dreams. It's quite a list. Mm-hmm. Good list. Um, sure the, makes you think. Those were what the hospice nurses had recorded what their patients were saying at the end of their time. So I think that's a good thing to keep perspective of, mm-hmm. um, you know, and what is, you know, your perspective? You know, you any of the list maybe are things that maybe you can control. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, sometimes I think we get too caught up with things that we cannot control. Politics, other than your vote. <laughs> and so, you know, part of, you know, building a financial plan if we can circle back to that, what mm-hmm. we help clients do at the state planning team is it's not the idea that, yeah, you need that peace of mind, right, that mm-hmm. you're going to be financially secure. But really, you know, do you what really does that money really mean? You know, and how often, Carrie, do you know, do we have people coming in to see us who are struggling with whether or not they can retire Mm -hmm. to pursue some of these other things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know how you get peace of mind knowing that unless you get a good, detailed financial plan. And if you don't know what a good, detailed financial plan is all about, come to one of the classes or come in for consultation. Right, because bringing it down to a plan tells you what's realistic and what's not and gives you peace of mind in taking the action steps when you can see all of that build out and you can take advantage of a free, no obligation consultation or come out to our free planning classes in January. They include updates on the SECURE Act, how they affect the different topics. You can call 440-239-2090. That is 440-239-2090. Remember, we'll give you a call back on Monday morning. Or if you visit the website, um, you will get a reply. You can sign up for the classes online or also for a free consultation or sign up for our newsletters as well at financialfoodforthought.com. And we thank everyone for the year for listening to the show and all our new clients. And we look forward to coming up with the new shows in the new year. As we said, fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a crazy year. Carrie, thanks for all your help. And everybody have a good, safe, happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.